Welcome to the Football Holic Podcast. This is Mike Jones. Um, so I've been I've been watching sports shows and everything a lot lately, uh, especially with the lot the lockdown and not being able to do much, you know. And you know, I, I I've done it for years. I hear everybody's perspectives on yeah who they like what, who they think is the goat of this sport and everything like that. And I got to thinking, you know, they talk about, okay, Brady, in people's opinions, Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time in the NFL. Michael Jordan's the GOAT in the NBA or LeBron, whichever your choice. I'd say it's Michael Jordan, but just whatever your choice is. And pretty much it is, unless you really want to be really controversial, Wayne Gretzky's the greatest hockey player of all time. I mean, he's got over three, almost 3,000 points all time. So, I mean, but anyways. The one sport that they never, t- or there's two sports they never try and place the greatest of all time at. And because I honestly think it's just opinion. Uh, is college football and baseball. So, I understand it's hard to pick baseball because... You can go by stats just like you can any other sport, but, you know, it's really, really hard just to pick an individual out. But college football, I think it's even harder because you got to think, NFL quarterbacks, you know, they spend three to four years in college. Some of them even spend five, depending on if they want to. Use their fifth-year option, whatever. Most of them go up and come after three. But we expect them to be experts in their craft and everything like that, especially when they're in the league for 10, 15 years. You know, we expect them to be experts and be the best at it. And we really don't think about that when it comes to college. But you got to think, look at all these kids that go and win championships and are in these championship programs and everything like that. And, you know, I I was trying to think the other day of all the greats that have come out of college and got done well in the NFL. Who would I say is the greatest college football player I have ever seen? Well, to be honest, most people go with quarterback position and say, you know, well, Doug Flutie or John Elway, or if you want to go with titles, if you want to go with titles, you know, go with Sanchez or Vince Young or somebody like that. Or you can go back in the Jimmy Johnson days and talk about the Miami Hurricanes and Michael Irvin and yeah, back in there. But to me, the greatest college football player I've ever seen. He never won a title. He couldn't even get past Tennessee's defense. But he was one of the greatest all-around college football players I've ever seen. Was Bo Jackson. I mean, the guy was a monster on the field. Not only in college, he was a professional too. But he is one of the greatest I've ever seen. Now, a lot of people will dispute that and say... Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was great. I mean... He did good in college. He, did. he had a decent pro career, but Bo Jackson was the complete package. 
as far as a running back and as far as a college football player. He was excellent at everything he did. Granted, he was in a great university in Auburn, you know, but to me, he is the best college football player I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, him and Herschel are like one and two. Most people go with quarterbacks, you know, and they'll say, oh, it's Doug Flutie. Oh, it's, you know, Andrew Luck or Ben Young or Mark Sanchez or some Tennessee player, uh, Tennessee fans even say, you know, my favorite Peyton Manning, even though he never won a title. And some will say, well, since T. Martin got us the title, it's T. Martin. But to me, it's Bo Jackson. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that can make a case for Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he was at a basketball school and made the football team relevant. Um, and I've heard a lot of people, I don't know if people remember this kid or not, men uh, mentioned Lawrence Phillips, who was a good running back for Nebraska back in the Tommy Frazier days. But I'd like to get y'all's input. Who do you think is the greatest college football player? Of all time. Come back to the Footballaholics podcast. Uh, so, on the last segment I did, who do you think is the greatest college football player of all time? So, you know, we have, there's the debate all the time, and I've done this before, at who I think is the greatest NFL player of all time. But, I have recently got some information that could could make me change my mind. I doubt it, but I'll let you know what I've got here, and we'll see what everybody thinks. So, it's pretty widely known that Brady's got six rings, so he's got to be the GOAT. I mean, Montana's only got four. He's He's usually arguably number two. Um, but the question always is, who's number three, who's number four, who's number five, all the way down the line. So, I get flack for my take. To me, Joe Montana's still number one. I mean, I'm old, I understand that. Joe Montana's number one. To me, I mean, he was undefeated in the playoffs. He's 16-0. He's got four Super Bowls every time he went. So, to me, he's undefeated. He he is the GOAT right there, as far as quarterbacks go. Let me clarify that. The greatest NFL player ever that I have seen is Jerry Rice. But the greatest quarterback to me is Montana. Brady's number two. I understand he's got six six rings. Joe Montana's only got four, but... I just think Joe Montana was an innovator. He did so many things, and he played in an era to where you actually got to hit players, you know. So, to me, number three to me is Dan Marino. And I know he's got no rings. He he doesn't have that good of a playoff record, but he threw one of the prettiest balls I've ever seen. He was an all-around great talent. It's not his fault that he didn't have the talent, offensive talent around him to be able to succeed. I mean, he had good defensive talent. There's no doubt about that, but he didn't have the weapons that some of these players do. And once again, he played back in the day where he actually hit players. So 
Number four. Now, this is where I start getting flack for my for my takes here. Uh, Brett Favre. I mean, he's a gunslinger. He's one of the greatest showmen I've ever seen. You know, and granted, he 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 put that ball up there ninety five percent of the time where. It could either be intercepted or it'd be a touchdown, and most times it was touchdowns. But you know, to me, he had a very good arm. He had he could throw the ball with anybody, and he was just a hell of a show to put on. And number five, I'm going old school again, Johnny Unitas. I mean, he was just he, he was a great quarterback in his time. Once again, he played in a time where he actually hit people. And there weren't as many rules protecting players in the 50s and 60s as there were in the 80s and 90s and even the 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s now. Anyways, but I I looked something up the other day that made me kind of reevaluate this. So let's take away titles. Let's take away titles. Okay, six and four on on rings. I understand all that. So let's take away titles. So I, I'm going to spout some numbers here and listen for a minute, and I'll tell you who they are. All right, column A. Column A has 40,000 yards passing for a career. Average 63% completion percentage. And... He averaged 8.125 yards per pass. Okay, so far, not bad. Pretty good for a quarterback, correct? Okay. Call it B. Has over 72,000 yards passing. Averaged 63% completion percentage. And averages... 8.325 8.325 yards per pass. Once again, not bad. You got 31, uh, 32,000 more yards than column A. Uh, and, you know, he averages a 0.25 more uh, yards per pass. And he's on the same completion percentage. So far, we're on the same page, right? This new one that I found the other day, column C, 71,571 yards passing, um, averages 8.345 per pass, a, a career completion percentage of 65.8%. Um, okay. The problem with that one is he doesn't get anywhere close to the ring count that A or B has. So if you're looking for the greatest, are you going to do it strictly on ring count or are you going to do it on a statistical breakdown? If, if A, if A has 10 rings, but only averaged 63% completion and only had 40,000 yards passing. B has, 
you know, 11 rings and averages, average, you know, a point two more per pass at same completion percentage and 31, 32,000 yards more per pass than column A. But column C only has two rings and has a better completion percentage by 0.28% than the other two and has 31,571 more yards in column A and only 450 yard, 429 yards less than column B but has a higher completion percentage than both. Would you say C is better than A and B, or would you go with A or B just because of a ring count? Just curious how y'all think on that, because with the information I have gauged, it would make me change my mind to where I would go on a completion percentage, yards per pass, and the statistical information to judge who the GOAT is versus on a ring count. So, let me know what you think about that, and I'll give you a few minutes to think on that, and I will provide the answers here in just a minute. And welcome back to the Football Hawks Podcast. This is Mike Jones. Like I said in the previous segment, you know, I was talking about how would you recognize who the GOAT is? You know, is it ring count? Is it statistical information? How would you recognize it? So I gave you I gave you numbers to kind of think about how you would break it down. So let me give you the answers that I came up with. The guy I think is the go, like I said, is Joe Montana, 16-0 in the playoffs. He's got four championships. He ended his career with 40,000 yards passing. 22,000 of that went to Jerry Rice. Uh, <clears throat> well... <clears throat> He, uh, he averaged a 63% completion percentage. He averaged 8.125 yards per pass. And he does have four rings. I mean, he played with one of the greatest coaches of all time, got three with Bill Walsh. And then when Bill Walsh decided to retire and they threw Seifert in, Joe Montana didn't prove he could do it without Walsh. Brady has 72,000 yards passing. He does have six rings. There is no doubt about that. He averages 8.325 yards per pass, where Joe Montana only averaged 8.1. Um, and, Bra- and Brady's had also had one of the greatest coaches of all time. He had Bill Belichick, who some people say is the greatest coach of all time. I still say Walsh is, but you know, once again, that is your opinion. I, uh, West uh, Walsh created the West Coast offense, which is you know, one that helped define football. And, and Bill Walsh has one of the wingest coaching trees ever. I don't know if we can say the same about Belichick. But anyways, the third one that I found, and this is what makes me want to go on a statistical breakdown versus a ring count. Because regardless of what you think of players, and what you think of sports, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, um, you know, anything that is a team sport, it is a, it, it's not based on just one individual. 
it is just that you've got to have all the pieces and the right pieces to make everything work. You could have the greatest coach ever and the greatest quarterback ever, but if you don't have a solid offensive line around that quarterback and or solid receivers, or you could have the best offensive line ever, the best receivers and the best running back ever and the greatest coach and the greatest OC. But if you don't have a good defensive coordinator and a good defense stop the other team, you're not going to win a championship. Number three that I found, and I had no idea he was this close. On, he was this good on the percentage, um, was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, if you go back and look at his career, he does have two Super Bowls. He won one with Indianapolis under Tony Dungy. He won one in Denver under Gary Kubiak. Outside of Dungy, name a good coach that Manning had. I mean, when he started in the league, you had Jim Moore Sr. there, who was kind of nuts. He had a horrible run in New Orleans. He really didn't know what to do with Peyton when he got when Peyton got drafted to Indy. And then he got fired in 2000. And 2001, they bring Tony Dungy in. And thank God, because I don't think Indy would have had a championship if they hadn't brought Dungy in. Um, and Peyton averaged 8.34 yards per pass. He has a 65.8% completion percentage during his career. He threw for 71,571 yards in his career. He also threw for 539 touchdowns. Brady's sitting on 538, I believe, and Drew Brees has surpassed Peyton, and he's sitting at like 550 right now. But if you if you want to go on ring count, it's going to be Brady. If you want to go, if you want to go on, you know, team success. Once again, it's going to be Brady. But if you go on a statistical breakdown as far as completion percentage yards per pass and who ran the team and the offense and was to make more of a successful push, granted the championships aren't there, it would be Manning. I'm a huge Peyton fan. I have never thought of putting him in the top five. I I barely have him in the top ten, I'll be honest with you. But when I saw those numbers and I compared him to who everybody talked about in the GOAT conversation, it took me by surprise. I did not think he had a, a career 65.8% completion percentage. I did not think that he averaged more yards per pass than what Brady or Montana did. So just something to think about. Do, do you want to base it on a ring count? Or do you want to base it on statistical information? And consider who their coaches were and who they ha- who they were surrounded with. And if you want to go... By ring count, granted, it's going to be Brady or Montana. If you want to go by statistical information, it's going to be Peyton. But give y'all something to think about there for a minute. And welcome back to the Football Holics podcast. This is Mike Jones. Um, so on final segment today, you know, I've done the GOAT conversation for college and for the NFL. As far as quarterback goes for NFL, but I want to do who is the overall GOAT for the NFL. Me, personally, I say it's Jerry Rice. I personally say it's Jerry Rice. He's the greatest receiver I've ever done. I think he's the greatest football player ever. 
but I have heard several people make several different arguments, and I, I honestly can it cannot. I cannot argue either point because Jerry Rice, he is the greatest receiver I've ever seen. He sets the standard, and I think even if he was to play today, he could beat out most of your top receivers. Um, he defined a position. He set the standard for that position, and, you know, everybody wants to try and beat Jerry. But I heard somebody say that Lawrence Taylor – is the greatest football player ever because he made he made whoever he was playing have to have a dominant left and right tackle to be able to stop him because he made you get a better offensive line and he re- redesigned that position to what we see for Von Miller and for you know Brian Erlacher and people who have played that position and made the Hall of Fame or are going to make the Hall of Fame and where offensive had to have dominant offensive lines to be able to stop some of the best defensive players ever. And, you know, I cannot argue that because that does redefine a position. He not only redefined one, he redefined three. Um, I've also heard people say that they think Brady's the greatest ever. Yeah, he's got six rings. But once again, he had the greatest coach, one of the greatest coaches of all time. And they had the ability to fix everything around him to where he had a solid offensive line. He had a solid defense. And Grant, he hadn't had the best receivers ever, but he's been able to make do. Um, So, to me, it's between Jerry Rice and Lawrence Taylor. They defined the position. They... You know, they set the standards for those. I, you know, I don't say that this guy defined a position. I think he accelerated it, you know, because I don't think anybody's ever played the position like him. But to me, Barry Sanders should be in the conversation. I mean, he doesn't have the most rushing yards. That goes to Emmitt Smith. Uh, he didn't have the longest career. Uh, right now, I think that's going to go to Frank Gore. But he is one of the running backs. When you look at that position, it's either Emmitt Smith or Barry Sanders or Walter Payton or Jim Brown. And you look at how quick Barry was and how Detroit never had an offensive line. They never had a good quarterback when he was there. They never had – they had decent receivers, nothing outstanding. But he made so much out of nothing, and he made that team good. I don't think he gets enough credit for it because he left early. And a lot of people don't understand the whole deal of why he left early. Um, He had signed a new contract with Detroit, and then he wanted out the next year. He wanted to buy out and so they would trade him and they wouldn't do it so he retired the reason he wanted to be traded was uh after the after 98 don shula had retired as coach of the dolphins and jimmy johnson took over 
and Jimmy Johnson was down there with Dan Marino, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Keith Jackson was the tight end, and I, I'm wanting to say that um, Mark Ingram was one of the wide receivers down there at the time, but Barry Sanders wanted to go down there to Miami with Jimmy Johnson and Dan Marino because he thought that was going to be his best chance at, at a title then. Now, remember, when this when he was wanting to do this, Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas were still in Buffalo. Um, the biggest quarterback in New England at the time was Drew Bledsoe. And this is three uh, two years before Brady. And um, the Jets, if I'm not mistaken, was under Chad Pennington at that time. So, you know, this... This would have been an easy division for Miami to be right there with Buffalo and be able to take the division. But Detroit wouldn't do it, so Barry just walked away from the game. But I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he was. I think he redesigned that running back position. And, I mean, let's face it. Back then he was not asked to do but he also could catch the ball. So, But that's my take on it. I think it's got to be between... Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, and Lawrence Taylor. Let me know what y'all think. Y'all have a great week, and y'all be safe. This is Mike Jones, Football Holics, signing off.